Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, Season 3. This podcast is for and about people getting ready for their first ever pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago in Spain, France, and Portugal. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Hola y buenos dias from your seriously jet-lagged host, Nancy. This is a bit crazy. I returned home from Spain six days ago, and apparently my body would still like to be in Spain. Usually I can kick the jet lag pretty quickly, but this time I'm still waking up at 3 a.m. ready to get out in the world after six nights of trying to recalibrate. I have heard that you need one day to adjust for each hour of time zone change you make. So I guess I should allow nine days to get myself back into my California time zone. I know, I'm being impatient. It's just that it takes me by surprise every time. I have found a way to beat jet lag going to the Camino, but I don't follow my own advice when coming home. Here's what I do when I'm headed to the Camino. About 7 to 10 days before my flight to Europe, I set my alarm to get up an hour earlier than usual. So if my alarm is usually set for 7 a.m., I set it for 6 a.m. I do that for a few days, and then I set it earlier by another hour for 5 a.m. I do that for two days, and then I set it another hour earlier, or for 4 a.m., and so on. Each night, I also get in bed an hour earlier so I can start to fall asleep earlier and still get seven to eight hours of sleep. By the time it's travel day, I am easily getting up four to five hours earlier than normal. Yes, that means I'm getting up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. and I'm going to bed at 6 or 7 in the evening but it also means that I have moved up four to five time zones before I leave for Europe. It does help that I don't have anyone depending on me to make dinner, and I don't have to coordinate my schedule with anyone. Granted, this method isn't for everyone, but if you can, give it a try before your next trip to Europe. It really works. Because I am so jet-lagged, I am finding I am a little less productive than usual. And my attention span is way shorter than normal. So to be honest, I couldn't find the focus to spend the four hours needed to edit the interview with this week's Future Pilgrim. So instead, I'm going to give you a preview of a coming attraction. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know that in August this year, 2023, I launched my Camino Frances Getting Started Audio Guide. This is the audio guide that picks up where this podcast leaves off and takes you step-by-step to the start of your Camino in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, then over the Pyrenees and on to Pamplona. The format of the audio guide is similar to this podcast, meaning it has more than 40 audio sessions, 
plus videos, worksheets, and PDFs with how-to content, much like a tutorial or online course would have. The reason I'm mentioning this now is because in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you a short audio session from the guide. And I'm doing this now because I have a special offer on the audio guide coming up soon. And I want you to have an idea of what information is covered in the audio guide. Now, I'm not going to be just one more Black Friday deal in your inbox this week. If your inbox looks anything like mine, you are already going to be buried in Black Friday deals. But I do know that many of you are putting together your holiday or Christmas Camino gift wish list, and you may want to have this getting started audio guide on your list. The sample audio session I'm sharing in this episode is on booking accommodations on the Camino. It's one of three sessions on the topic in the audio guide, and it addresses the different types of accommodations available on the Camino, which places accept reservations, when you should book, and how to find places to stay. The Getting Started audio guide is specifically for pilgrims walking the Camino Frances route and starting in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, but the session I'm sharing in this episode is relevant to any pilgrim walking any route. So do keep listening, even if you aren't walking the Frances. After listening to the rest of this episode, you may be wondering what else is included in the audio guide. Well, a lot. And remember, I am prone to give the long answer. And I like to pose more questions and show you how to answer those questions for yourself, and how to make choices that support you in having the Camino experience you are longing for. What's included in the audio guide? We start with an affectionate introduction and overview of the Frances route. Then there's a discussion of what it means to start in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port on both the high and low roads, or the Napoleon and Valcarlos routes. How hard is it really? How long will it take for that stage? And can I really do it? We cover how to plan your first few days on the trail, including how much time to spend in Saint-Jean and whether to walk over the Pyrenees in one day or two. How to plan your stages once you are over the mountain. How to prepare for a day on the Camino. There's way more on booking accommodations, whether or not you should, and how to do it using booking.com or other sources. How to get to Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port from wherever you live, including how to decide which European city to fly into, and how to get from there to Saint-Jean, and by which combination of flight, train, bus, and taxi and then how to book those flights, trains, buses, and taxis. These How to Get There sessions are all videos with full-on demos, by the way. Next, what to do when you arrive in Europe, with specifics for how to transfer from the airport to the train or bus station, how to transfer through Paris, Bayonne, Biarritz, Madrid, and Pamplona, 
depending on your chosen routing. How to spend your time in those beautiful European cities and how to spend your time in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port. How to stay safe on the trail and what to do if you are what I call directionally challenged. How to pack for the Camino and how to choose the right gear for you. And then we get to my favorite part of the guide, the on-the-trail guide. This is where I walk with you through Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port and on the trail for the first four days to get you acclimated and oriented to the trail. I will be in your ear just like I've been all these months as you train and prepare for the Camino. I will be walking you through how to find all the services and supplies you need in Saint-Jean how to get safely over the Pyrenees, and how to settle into your new pilgrim identity. I love walking with you on the Camino. Or rather, I love imagining that I'm walking with you on the Camino. And I know that by the time you reach Pamplona, you won't need me in your ear any longer. So I will drop off then. But I will be back when you are getting closer to Santiago. Then, If you're interested, you can listen to a few more sessions about how to prepare for your arrival into Santiago, your time in the city center, and your return and reintegration home. To find out more about the Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide, you can visit my website, thecaminoexperience.com, and find and follow the link right on the homepage. As for the special offer I have coming for you and when it's coming, I will share the details and another sample session with you in next week's episode. Okay, it's not a big secret when it's coming. It will be the first weekend of December, after we get all the Black Friday and Cyber Monday swirl behind us. In the meantime, do go ahead and add the Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide to your holiday wish list. And take a moment to get on my email list so you will be sure to get all the details about the special offer. To get on my email list, you can either go right to my website, thecaminoexperience.com, or follow the link in the show notes for this episode. If you are listening to this episode after the first week of December, 2023, don't worry the audio guide is still available on my website. What else? Mm. Hmm, I think that's it. So let's go ahead and talk about booking accommodations on the Camino, excerpted from the Camino Frances Getting Started audio guide. This is the first of three sessions on booking albergues and other accommodations on the Camino Frances. In part one, we'll talk about the different types of accommodations, which places accept reservations, when to book, and how to find places to stay. In part two, we'll talk about how to make reservations using Booking.com and the Booking app. In part three, we'll look at how to make reservations directly with the albergue or other property, how to overcome the language barrier confirming your reservations, how to reserve for your first few days on the trail, and what to do if you don't want to make your reservations yourself.
let's jump right in. Starting with the different types of accommodations. Pilgrims walking the Camino Frances have many different types of accommodations to choose from. You will find a wide range of prices, from around 7 euros a night on the low end for the municipal and church-run albergues, to over 200 euros a night for upscale hotels in the larger cities. And you will find everything in between. If you have traveled before, you would already know what a hotel or guest house is, but you may not be familiar with some of the other types of accommodations available on the Camino. Here is a short summary. Albergue is the Spanish word for hostel. Hostels provide shared dorm rooms where pilgrims share sleeping and bathroom space with anywhere from 2 to 100 people in the same room. Some albergues also offer private rooms, and many have kitchen facilities pilgrims can use to prepare their meals. Albergues fall into several categories. For example, municipal albergues, which are operated by the local municipality, parochial albergues, which are run by churches, and private albergues, which are owned and operated by individuals or families. Anyone can stay at a private albergue, but only pilgrims on the road to Santiago are allowed to stay at the municipal and parochial albergues. There are many types of properties that offer private rooms, including, for example, pensiones and hostales. An hostal is a small hotel, and it's spelled H-O-S-T-A-L. You can even rent an entire apartment for a night on the Camino. For a full discussion of the different types of accommodations on the Camino, please refer to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, Season 1, Episode 14. Which places accept reservations? First-time pilgrims often wonder if they can or should make reservations for the places they will stay on the Camino. In the session called Planning Your Camino Itinerary Part 2, we looked at why you might book in advance. Now, let's look at where you can and cannot make reservations. As mentioned a moment ago, there are several types of albergues. Some can be booked in advance and some cannot. The ones that cannot be booked in advance are the municipal and church-run or parochial albergues and any albergue that offers beds based on a donation or donativo. With those albergues, pilgrims simply go directly to the albergue and ask if there is a bed available. Most other albergues can be booked using one or all of the methods I will be describing in the next two sessions. Keep in mind that just because an albergue allows reservations, that doesn't mean that you need one. During some times of the season, which is roughly from the week before Easter to the middle of October, and in some places on the trail, reservations are essential. At others, they simply aren't necessary, unless you want to ensure you have a bed at a particular albergue on a specific date. When walking outside of the main season, you won't have 
any trouble getting a bed at the albergues. But do keep in mind that many albergues close for the winter months, so you will have fewer places to choose from. Places that offer private rooms such as hotels, hostales, and apartment rentals can all be booked in advance. Some places will recommend that you reserve, and others may tell you that you don't need to, that you can just turn up. If it's important to you to stay at a particular place on a specific day, you may want to make a reservation. Here's an important note. Some places will hold your reservation only until a certain time on your arrival day. If you are a slow walker, be sure to let the property know what time you expect to arrive. Once we answer the two questions of can you book a particular type of room or bed and should you reserve in advance, then we need to answer the question of when to book if you're going to. And by that I mean, will you book before you get to the Camino or when you are on the trail? And how far in advance? If you will make all or some of your reservations before you leave home, you will need to first map out your itinerary. You can do this using the planning calendar we've been using, or if you prefer, you can make a paper list, an Excel spreadsheet, or a Google or Word document to keep track of your itinerary and accommodations. Record keeping is essential when booking accommodations in advance. In many cases, you will be guaranteeing your reservations with a credit card, and you will be required to adhere to cancellation policies. Keeping good records will help ensure you show up at the right place on the right day, and it will prevent cancellation and no-show penalties. How far in advance should you make your reservations? This is actually two questions. How far in advance can you make reservations? And how far in advance do you need to make them? There is no set answer for either question that would apply to all accommodation options on the Camino Frances. Because the Camino is largely seasonal, meaning from mid-March through mid-October, many places open up reservations for the season all at once. That often happens in October or November for the following year. For example, Refuge Orison will open reservations in mid-November each year for the following year. On the other hand, hotels in Madrid may take reservations up to a year in advance. If you are looking for places to stay far in advance and you're seeing no availability, that likely means the property has not yet opened up reservations for that time period. Which brings us to the question of how far in advance do you need to make reservations? If you will be walking the Camino during one of the busier times of the year, such as the week before Easter or the first week and weekends of May and September, you will want to start looking for accommodations six months in advance. But again, don't panic if you don't find anything available. It probably means you are looking too soon. Check back as you get closer to your travel dates, and then if you don't find anything, 
you may need to adjust your itinerary. If you will make reservations from the trail once you start walking, you should be able to determine how far in advance you need to make your reservations as you go. If you find that albergues are sold out when you walk into town and you then need to continue on to the next town, that may prompt you to reserve a bed a day in advance. Or it may prompt you to arrive the next day into the next town early enough to get a place at the municipal or parochial albergue. If you do decide to make reservations and you go on booking or booking.com only to discover everything is sold out in the next couple of places you want to stay, or if you start to make phone calls or send WhatsApp messages to reserve your bed or room and nothing is available in the next few towns, that would indicate that you would need to make reservations a few days out. The thing is, you will be able to assess the situation once you are there and adjust your plan accordingly. Regardless of when you're going to make your reservations, the how is mostly the same. So let's look at how to find places to stay and then we will look at how to make reservations. There are plenty of resources available that list albergues, hotels, hostales, pensions, apartment rentals, and other guest houses on the Camino Frances. We have already looked at the apps and guidebooks for the Camino, plus the Gronse website and the list of albergues from the Pilgrim's Office in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, all of which list the various types of accommodations. So the first place to start looking for places to stay is with the app, guidebook, or other resource you already know and like. These aren't the only sources of information, though. Here are two more ideas for you. If you are a regular traveler, you may already be using Booking.com or the Booking app. Booking has set an industry standard, and it presents a vast selection of places to stay throughout the world, including on the Camino. Booking is also regularly criticized by both property owners and guests. I will try to give you the whole picture on booking in the next session, but first, one more idea on where to find places to stay. And that is to use Google Maps or another mapping app to find places to stay. A simple search in Google Maps for the word albergue and the city or town name will yield properties that use the word albergue in the name or that are classified as an albergue. A broader search for the word hotels and the city or town name will bring up everything in the accommodation category. You can then zoom in on the area of the city or town where you want to stay and look for places there. Mapping apps also have the added feature of showing you exactly where you are relative to everything else, including where you want to go. That's how to find the places to stay. In part two of Booking Accommodations, we will look at how to use Booking.com and the Booking app to make your reservations.